What's up, losers, and welcome to episode nine of Loser Cartoons Podcast. This is Sam, and I'm here with Flora. Hey. Kaniki. Yo. And Phantom. Hey, hey, hey. So before we begin, go ahead and like and subscribe to us on whatever streaming service you are using. This week, we're changing things up and doing a little fun activity slash discussion that is not about a particular show or trope. We are doing a This versus That episode where we compare two similar topics and discuss differences and preferences. For example, the ongoing argument of Sub versus Dub or Shonen versus Seinen. Now Phantom is going to kick us off with his thoughts of Sub versus Dub. All right, so there have been relatively few instances I've come across where Dub is better. When I was first introduced to anime, obviously it was through the dubs, because that's what was on Toonami. Hey, throwback. Of course. Who remembers Toonami? Dude, always. I have no clue what that is. Really? Get out of here. I watched it on the computer. Leave. Uh, there was the time the Zatch Bell, the Naruto. It was coming out. Oh, oh the yes. fucking memory unlocked in my brain of Zatch Bell. <laughs> wow. Yes, that spell stands. I mean, I Jesus. tried to reread it like a couple years ago. I'm like, this is for kids. <laughs> yeah, not good. <laughs> but <laughs> anyways, so I'm not saying dub is awful. Like dub is a good introductory. Dub is great. One of the my favorite dubs that I watch is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I think they did a great job, and I actually only watch it dubbed because that's where I first watched it, and I thought they did such a great job. Recently, I've also been watching Assassination Classroom dubbed, even though at first it was a little bit janky. It kind of plays into like the more goofy vibe of the show sometimes, so it works out. But overall, sub is the way to go, because once you get used to like how they express themselves, and since voice acting is such a big thing over in Japan, and how they really mold themselves into their role and once you get the nuance of the language and how the emotion is expressed i think it conveys it a lot better than american dubs tend to do so definitely emotion plays a big part in when it comes to sub versus dub i feel like because of the very small group of people that actually like do English dub voice acting. There's just not as much variety in voices versus the amount of people that voice act in Japan, it seems like. Bryce Pappenbrook. Um, <laughs> who? Bryce Pappenbrook being fucking everywhere. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Um, but my point is, is that give, getting that diversity gives, allows you to or at least allows the voice directors to have more to work with when it comes to voice acting and like voice direction and stuff when it comes to a lot of these different series. So it already right there, sub just kind of has a step over dub. Then there comes like the subjective side to that for me, where it's like you do grow up watching dubs. That's how you're introduced to most anime in the West, right? And once you watch something or at least for me, once I start watching something one way, it's tough to kind of transition to another. 
So, for instance, starting off watching Naruto, it was kind of hard for me transitioning into sub when there was no more dub left. But that being said, once you do start a series, at least from my perspective, in sub, nine times out of ten, it's just flat out going to be better. And I don't know if that's necessarily the voice actor's fault. Mostly, I think it's actually the voice direction. Like, I, I think the directors that handle, like, the voice actors and, like, how they're supposed to, like, say their lines and things plays a lot more of a factor into how these sounds and how these voices come to sound a lot more than the voice actors themselves. But overall, I mean, I'm kind of with Phantom here. It, it really is sub over dub, not to be that kind of a fucking elitist, but it's just, it is what it is. Thing, dude, sub elitism is so fucking rampant, and I'm tired of it because here's the thing, okay? I do think that there is more inflection in Japanese voice actors' voices and like the way that they voice act, but the language is also different from ours. If we were native Japanese speakers, I mean, there's no telling what it would actually sound like to someone who is from Japan. Obviously, that's not the point because we're not from Japan. But my point is, is that I think that people have this elitist idea because, like, it's like, I'm so cultured, like, I only watch anime in Japanese, like, and I just think that, it, like, that's so fucking stupid because, let's take there's a per say there's a person and they only watch dub, uh, so, like, if there's a sub and a dub provided and they pick dub, I think that that's, that's more than okay. Um, however, if it comes to a show they really want to watch that only has sub and they snub at it because they don't want to read subtitles, I think that that is kind of fucking stupid. But for me personally, like I watch dub a lot because like, for example, like Naruto and Naruto Shippuden and even I'm about to watch Bleach, like shows that I like and fairy tale, like more like long running shows that I don't really care about. And I kind of like watch them i want to watch them but i also kind of sit on my phone i'm gonna watch in dub i do think that sub sounds better but it also is a lot more work watching the show yeah and i get that like nothing against you that's just comes with the territory of being from a different nationality from the original media and i'm not at least I try not to be a sub-elitist. Like, I even met Christopher Sabat, the voice of Vegeta and All Might, at a Comic-Con one time, even though I was trying to meet Tara Strong, an American voice actor who voiced our childhood. So there, I'm not saying that there's no talent in dubbed. Like, Christopher Sabat's Kakarot and his Vegeta voice is firmly implanted in my early anime watching memories. So, and it's never going to leave, and I respect him for it. But it's, I guess it's all personal taste, and I won't judge anyone based off it, but like, I gotta go with this point in my life. I agree with Sam's point, though, that it was hard to transition initially. Um, for me, I started out like watching anime and dub just because it was the only um, option available. You know, I like rented it from like libraries and things like that. Um, but I do say that I prefer sub just because I 
like made that transition and I personally find a lot of voice acting and dub to be like kind of flat and like a lot at least the ones I've watched a lot of the time I find that the voice acting like lacks a lot of emotion that I would find in sub um so yeah I just prefer watching it in sub but like if I have to watch anime and dub I'll watch it like it's not that big of a deal to me so bringing up the whole like emotions and like the inflection of like words and things like that being different so i think a lot of that really isn't the fault of the voice actors i think a lot of it so one we have transition from english or from japan to english that right there is already hard enough um just because the languages are so very different um but two Another thing that nobody really, or at least for me, a, th- uh, a reason why I typically prefer the sub and why I think the dub struggles to keep up, it's a lot of a lot of series that like take place in Japan, right? It almost seems awkward and weird if they're speaking English, especially if there's uh, like times where two characters could be speaking two different languages and like say one person's trying to speak Jap- uh, Japanese one person's trying to speak English and in the Japanese dub they're actually speaking Japanese and English but in the English dub they're both speaking English it's weird it it doesn't fit and I, and I, and a lot of that I think has to do with you know again the voice direction a lot of these studios that I just I think I know they care, but there's just there's so many hurdles to jump through that like it's 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 tough to make a similar product when you have to go through the through the hoops of translation errors. There's like uh like social aspects to like what's going on in the show that it just it it's 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 hard to replicate when you're going into a completely different language. And I think a lot of that, you know, is just overlooked and people just kind of point at the voice actors, just like, Oh, it's your fault. You're bad. You're trash. It's like, no, no, there's a lot more to it. So I just, it would be nice. It would be nice if more people could like, you know, appreciate that or at least understand that. It's also cringy when it comes to pronunciation sometimes, like, Okay, there are some words like okay, so I say shippiden, right? And uh, other people say shippuden. They're both technically right because I listened to the Japanese pronunciation and it's like basically both combined, right? But I do run into an issue where like the Jujutsu Kaisen dub, listen, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it because it's so fucking bad. But I can tell you one thing right now Megumi is not correct (laughs) and right there that's that's voice direction right there like there is no reason they should be fucking pronouncing his name like that that is insane yeah Uh. some things do get lost but to your to your point sam earlier you mentioned when they're speaking in two different languages and the most common one that the japanese crosses into is english so to all the losers out there, these losers. My co-hosts recommended Assassination Classroom, so I've been binging that the last couple of days. And the way they handle it in the dubbed, where Karma 
use a country accent to replicate it instead of just, you know, speaking in English and pretending the Japanese subtitles aren't there anymore. And I thought that was very unique and funny and it added to the joke and layered it for the audience who knew subs exist but still were watching it dubbed. So I think I think Sam has a point in that it's about the direction, the voice direction, because that was a very unique and funny way to overcome it. And I think if more people did that, there'd be less of a stigma. Not only people to get me wrong here, like just really quickly, Sam. Um, I do think that most, like pretty much all subs are better than the dub, except for one show, and that is Naruto. <laughs> I do think Naruto dub is superior. For me, the shows are probably Full Metal Alchemist and Dragon Ball Z, because Goku's voice subbed in Dragon Ball Z kind of grates on me a little bit. Dude, Madara's voice? Spaloosh. Okay, I, so that's the, that's, the thing, that's the thing about a lot of these shows is that it's the shows where I like both. I can't say, like, Nar- Naruto is one of them. I like moments in the dub. I like moments in the sub. Some are better than others, but like that is a good example. Like, if you remember the the reveal of Madara's voice when it wasn't technically Madara, it's you know, Toby, whatever. Anyway, like English dub did that just so much better. It was just so much more impactful. But like, I had to change my fucking shorts. Exactly, but there's but there's examples. There's there's examples of that everywhere so another really good one is in attack on titan there are if you go back and you watch both the uh the japanese dub and the english dub there are so many times where the english dub would not necessarily stray away from where the japanese dub script was but they would be super creative with their word choice and that is an example of the voice direction being just absolute peak. Specifically Levi. His wordplay in the English dub is so funny and it just adds so much more to his character. Oh yeah. You just that I just simply didn't get when I was watching the Japanese dub with English subtitles. Exactly, because it's so important that when you when you're translating, everyone knows this. When you translate Japanese to English, it's tough, like you said previously, Sam, because there aren't perfect translations. But when they translate it to match up with like American like idioms and sayings, is when it really becomes like peak dub. Oh, it is just it's it's so well done, and I loved every second of it. Like there, so I can't I can't quote it word for word. But if you briefly can remember the scene with Mikasa uh, when they were trying to retrieve Eren at the end of season two, she was having a very violent discussion with Emir, basically telling Emir, like, tough shit, I don't have enough fucks to give about your stupid shit, either give me Eren or I'm going to fucking kill you. Like the but the way the way the English dub did it was just so fucking masterful. Are you about Levi or Mikasa? Mikasa. Did I say oh, Levi? Yeah. 
You did say Levi. Yeah, you did. Oh, I, me- I meant Mikasa. I meant Mikasa. Anyway, like that that scene. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just go look it up. Go look it up on YouTube or something. It the English dub for that is just fucking. Yeah, and then flawless. she's like, she's like, Krista, are you with us or the bitch I'm about to kill? Yes, <laughs> yes. It's like, dude, chills, straight chill. Like you, you, you feel that. Like you're like, oh, this bitch is about to fucking murder her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, any other thoughts before we move on? Oh. All right. Well, next we're going to be covering shojo versus jose. So, some examples of shojo being, you know, your fruits basket, your say I love you, my little monster, blue spring ride, so on and so forth, and then examples of jose being your Chihayafurus, Honey and Clover, let's see, uh, Boys Over Flowers, Anohana, so on and so forth. Uh, these lists that we got, we actually got from a website, uh, My Otako World. So these are not our personal lists, but uh, lists somebody else created that we're just going to use to kind of discuss the differences between the two. Okay, I guess I'll go first. So... I was a little shocked at the Jose list um, because TBH, I haven't really watched a whole lot of Jose just because I don't know. They don't really catch my eye the same that Shoujo do, which I think is interesting because we all know I tend to prefer a more mature thing. But I found seeing that Anohana being a Jose realized that maturity doesn't really necessarily play a factor into Jose. And I think the biggest difference that I've noticed between Shoujo and Jose is honestly just how serious it is. I feel like all the Jose shows are like rather serious, whereas the other ones are like Fufu, like Maid Sama and Kamisama Kiss and like all that other shit. I think I think to play on that, I mean, I think a little bit of it is the seriousness, yes, but also just so we can can we agree that. Shoujo and Jose, for the most part, they, there's a lot of love aspects in both of them, right? A lot of love story, a lot of romance, things like that in those stories. Yeah. The way they the way they cover romance to me was the biggest difference. So you have Shoujo essentially being the more lighthearted, fun, like romant romanticized uh, love versus Jose being more of the realistic more of the tackling the issues of love rather than you know romanticizing it i like agree with that to a degree because if we talk about say i love you and even my little monster say i love you deals with a lot of like bullying and like introversion right kimi no todoke that that's say i love you right flora no that's from me to you that's two different anime Shit. Okay, well, my point... Okay, Kimi no Tadoke, from me to you. Sorry. That one's a shoujo, also. That one deals with, Mm -hmm. um, like, bullying and, like, introversion and shit like that. And then My Little Monster kind of deals with her issues with her her mans. So I feel like shoujo and jose can be kind of hard to tell apart sometimes. 
Also, Fruits Basket. Are you kidding me? Fruits Basket is a total Jose. So, I think with Fruits Basket, I think it kind of starts off as a shoujo, but it as the story progresses, it kind of goes into a Jose, which I'll talk discuss about this more when we start talking about Shonen versus Seinen, but I think a lot of these a lot of these demographics which that's another something I wanted to bring up with all of these things that Jojo and Jose, they're not genres, they're demographics. I'll get into that later. Anyway, the Shoujo and Jose demographics, they they kind of they blur at a certain point with certain stories. And I think a lot of a lot of these a lot of these stories kind of have that. Fruits Basket being a great example of, you know, Jojo and Jose kinda kinda blurring. The story is not really made for a younger or older audience. It's kind of just made for everyone. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I'd have more opinions. It's just that I'm not that familiar with like the whole Jose topic. All right. So our next topic being Shonen versus Seinen. So some examples of both. Uh, Shonen being, you know, your typical One Piece, Naruto, Dragon Ball, Bleach. Big three, very generic shonen series. And then some examples of some seinen series being your Finland sagas, Parasite, Berserk, uh, March Comes in Like a Lion, series like that. When it comes to these two series, or these two, uh, not series, these two demographics, not even, not honestly, not even 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, shonen and seinen were very... Not separate, but you could take. There was distinct differences between the two. Shonen has, you know, your very generic tropes like your tournament arcs, training arcs, you know, shouting out the name when you attack, things like that. Things that you can like very much tell, like this is shonen. It's very vocal and it's very, it is very out in your face that it is shonen. And then there's seinen, which doesn't necessarily have any tropes, but it's. You always could tell it was more dark, edgier. The character development and depth of characters was far surpassing of that of its shonen counterparts. Uh, there was more morally gray, more explicit content, things like that. But in recent years, specifically with series such as like Attack on Titan, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, the line has become about as blurred as you can get like there is there is really not no way to really tell the difference between a shonen and a seinen because it feels like to me as the years go by shonen are starting to get darker and seinen are actually starting to get more lighthearted and it's 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 weird it's it's almost like they're just kind of starting to blur together together and that there there really is no demographic for young males and older males anymore. It's just a demographic for men, and that is it. I agree. <laughs> like, it's becoming a lot more blurred, and even looking at some of the things on this list, like Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan, I might be more in the camp that's closer to a signing, just because... A, you're right, doesn't have all that over-the-top stuff. I mean, yes, there's still, like, insane feats of athleticism, but it's more or less 
with the exception of like Levy and Mikasa, believable athleticism, human athleticism. But where it kind of starts crossing over is the like political intrigue, the movements of the pieces in a broader political landscape, like what should be kept a secret, how long things have been kept a secret, those sorts of things is more mature. Like, and I got more of it in a second read through when I was older than when I was younger. And it, just a lot more themes. Also, just the more, like, brutal aspect, because a lot of shonen, you know, oh, you, the injuries are either a superfluous, superficial, we'll go with that word, superficial, or when an arm's chopped off, it's just a black hole or just a red hole, depending, and not much to it. Whereas in a staining, especially like Vinland Saga and Parasite and those types of things. You see the guts. You see the grisly, really dark stuff people don't want to look at most of the time. But if you do, you go to a saving for So Attack on Titan, I think, would more put it in that camp, but you're right that you can make an argument either way. Feel like on paper, like according to other people, they're blurring the lines of Shonen and Seinen, but to me, like they're very distinct. Like, unlike my confusion with Shoujo and Jose, I do see a very clear line between Shonen and Seinen. For example, Attack on Titan, Seinen, 100%. Chainsaw Man, Seinen. Um, Death Note, Borderline put that as a Seinen too. Noragami, they put Noragami as a shonen for this list. Noragami's a fucking Jose to me. I don't even I, I don't even Thank think you. that's geared towards fucking men, Thank to be you. honest with you. Thank you. And like, yeah, so like it's it's easy for me if you show me a list of anime, like I'll be able to organize it and shonen and seinen, like according to my preferences, no problem. But it's other people that are blowing the lines. And I think that things do become seinen when it comes to gore when it comes to nudity, when it comes to language, when it comes to complexity and, like, political aspect. Because Sam made a point to me a while back that it's like, oh, titties and gore? That's totally shonen. Like, no, it's not. Like, if you have titties and gore in, like, real-life shows, they're rated R. They're for well, older people. No, 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 no. Well, it's to the extent. Because the one of the biggest tropes of shonen is fan service. Like showing but not cleavage nudity, and, though. Well, no, no, no. You're right. Like it's like I said, it's to the extent. Like the more explicit you get, the more likely you're getting into sane in territory. But that doesn't necessarily mean that explicit content it only means sane in content. Do you know what explicit means? Because explicit doesn't mean cleavage, Sam. That's it. There can still there can still be nudity, but it's censored. You know, you ever seen like the the random beam of light or like the the smoke or whatever? Like just because it's not showing a nipple doesn't mean there's not technically nudity. Because it's not because it's not like the same. It's not like these showing same... nips is literally nudity. I know, and I'm saying that like it's it's basically the same thing if they're just you know full-on naked, but you just don't see a nipple. Like, that well, That can also be in Shonen. 
I when because you and I started reading the Chainsaw Man manga around the same time, I thought Chainsaw Man was sane from the get go, and you didn't. Well, but... Chain- Chainsaw Man for me, I thought was like it's it's an interesting case because it ha- it has a very shonen main character. It has a it has very shonen fights, although they are gory. Uh what what gets me is the latter half of Chainsaw Man and just the what the just the twists and turns that it has and the way the story just kind of develops. It just it very much so goes away from sh- like shonen in my eyes and goes gears towards seinen. And I think that's a big reason why it left the shonen uh jump plus magazine and is transitioning to a more mature magazine for part two i think most of the line is like cleavage and violence is shown in tits and gore is signing and there's a lot of in between there obviously but i think one of the biggest things that distinguishes a signing for me is more adult themes such as politics, betrayal, less less for violence for violence sake and more violence for causes. Like you can trace all the causes to a specific thing rather than just like, oh the big bad guy is taking over the world again. Right, which makes sense because, you know, when you introduce more complex storytelling more you know politics and and of that such a child is not really going to understand what's going on he's not going to be able to pick up on those complexities but a young adult very much can that's kind of the whole that's kind of the whole point my point is that you're starting to see a lot more of like those politics and things like that kind of trickling its way into this shonen category for example Jujutsu Kaisen. So we have all of the fam we have all the different like powerful Jujutsu sorcerer families, right? The politics of those families, I'm sure have been has been even more so discussed in the manga, but even just in the anime, like there is a whole political system with those families, specifically how they were going to be handling Yuji. Like I know they didn't go into great detail with a lot of that stuff. But like I felt like they left the door open to do that. And that's that's where like for me that line is just getting more and more blurred. You know, couple that with the fact that the violence in Jujutsu Kaisen is pretty pretty out there. Uh I just I, I, I don't I don't see where I can honestly like make a one hundred percent like confirmation that one is shonen and one is seinen anymore like there I are examples there are examples there's no both. gray area for me so what what would you list jujutsu kaisen as then seinen 100 but it it clearly it's clearly serializing in shonen jump magazine I like, okay. I don't even like the definitions. I don't even like the definitions of these fucking demographics. I personally think they're fucking stupid. Okay, because shonen, I've seen be described as ages. I've seen it be described as ages 
17 to 25. I've seen it be described as 14 to 18. Like, I, to me, a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old are already different enough. But then you have, like, a 15-year-old and a 20-year-old or a 21-year-old. Like, it's just not adding up to me. Well, look, at to get, to clarify that a little bit, Shonen is, at its base form, just a boy, right? In Japanese, it's it's a boy. So, you know, describe that however you want, whether you want it to be 7, 8, 9, 10, teen, or whatever. It's, it's a boy. Youth. It just means it's, it's, it's youth. Young yes, boy. Exactly. So, whatever age range you want to put it at, it's a young boy. Versus Seinen, which is a young adult. So... It's you can put okay, whatever. Well then, in that case, if I were to go, but based off of you, and I'm not saying that, like, I, okay, for example, I'm not going to be that parent that's like, I need to censor literally everything my kid watches. If there's a hit of violence, no, it's for adults only. That's not what I'm getting at here. But if we're really going by that definition, then any shonen that has death, like explicit death, needs to be yanked and put into seinen. Not saying young boys can't watch seinen. I, if if that's how we're going, then then that that's how I feel about it. I, this is why I didn't try to bring the age range on into it into the discussion because it's mostly about content for me. Because usually death is where shonen starts and ends. That's usually the darkest it goes is the subject of death and loss. Whereas signing goes a bit deeper and has much darker subjects. Torture tends to be a big one. Personal turmoil, a lot of those types of things. So could someone, could a young boy enjoy that? Yeah, of course. I read things above my pay grade. It's like comparing... Harry Potter to the magicians. Harry Potter, you know, young, youthful, biggest, darkest thing, tends to be death. You can read into it, be a literary major and read into the subtext and whatnot if you want. But it's meant for kids, mostly. Or, like, can be ingested by young kids. Okay, so you agree that, like, a lot of the shit belongs in Sanin, but people that are young can watch and read seinen yeah i mean if their parents allow they might not get a lot of it but that's speaking in generalization i'm not saying a couple people might not you know what i mean like well I individuals mean, can read what they want <laughs> yeah i was gonna say it's it's not it's not really like it's not like there's like a there's like an umbrella over this where it's like, if you are not in this demographic, you cannot enjoy this. It's like, it's the same thing with, you know, shoujo and jose. Like, I enjoy a good shoujo, but the demographic says that this is made for a young female audience. That doesn't mean I can't still enjoy it. It's the same thing with this. Like, just because, you know, something maybe a shonen or a seinen doesn't mean someone outside that demographic can enjoy it. That's not the point I'm making. I'm not we're not trying I don't think we're trying to make the point of whether someone can enjoy it if they're not in that demographic or not. It's we're just trying to say like what is the uh, who is the author's target audience? That's that's the biggest thing for me. It's I mean, like, my whole point is is like 
I think there are certain things that, okay, again, back to my original point, I don't think Attack on Titan should be advertised in a magazine like Shonen Jump, um, because I don't necessarily think that it may be appropriate for some of the audience that are under the Shonen umbrella. Now, that doesn't mean that people under the Shonen umbrella can't seek out and read and watch Attack on Titan. I just think there are certain things that shouldn't be advertised, and hence why they pulled Chainsaw Man, because it was just a little bit too much. And I I think the same for other shows, but I think that there are some people, like, like Phantom said, that, you know, there are some kids that read above their level, and that's cool. But, yeah. Well, I think either way. I mean, at the at the at the end of the day, I mean, as long as you are able to enjoy and you understand what's going on with whatever you're reading or watching, it doesn't matter what demographic it is. If you like it, you like it. Yeah, I I agree with that. Yep. Well, any final points before we transition to our final topic here? Let's get it on. <laughs> All right, and so Are you for our positioning us, <laughs> you fucking pervert. <laughs> and so for our fourth and final topic here, we'll be discussing sci-fi versus fantasy. So some examples of sci-fi being ID Invaded, God Eater, Steins Gate, and so on, and some examples of fantasy being Back on Titan, Tokyo Ghoul, Fruits Basic. Ancient Mages Bride, and so on and so forth. These lists, again, provided from a website called Fandom Spot, not our own personal list. Uh, but to start, Phantom, your thoughts. Okay, so I have two major thoughts on this list provided by Fandom Spot. I'll go with the lesser one first and build up to the bigger one. So, first one is Full Metal Alchemist. They say it's a fantasy, and I read their thing. They said it's because of the fantastical character development. And I'm like, really? That's your reason? I believe it is more sci-fi. And here's why. So, alchemy, historically, was always perceived as a science. Even in this real world that we're living in even if some of us choose wish we were not <laughs> and wish we were in a more fantastical world Preach. and how they approach it is very scientific like you in the early episodes you hear edward Elric list off what goes into a human body all the elements that are in there yes there is some different kind of things going on where they are able to make that reality, their will into reality. But unlike other magic systems, they have reasoning behind it. They're like, hey, these are natural laws in that world. So a lot of sci-fi does play with a lot, such as different metals or different resources. If these resources were available, these are the technologies you could use, kind of thing. And the same thing with Full Metal. Also, the automail arm. Super sci-fi, cybernetic enhancements. 
you can pretty much call them that can do pretty much anything you need. I just think based on how their natural world works, it's more of a sci-fi than a fantasy. That's my case. <laughs> a big deciding factor for me is that I think that sci-fi has a technological aspect to it, kind of like Phantom mentioned, and usually futuristic, um, in in my opinion. Uh, obviously, there's like dystopian sci-fi, but um, I think that that's a little more um, specific, and I would need to go by case-to-case basis on that one. But I was taking a look at this list, too, and they had Tokyo Ghoul as a fantasy, and it is, but I also think it belongs in the sci-fi category, because I think that it's futuristic. There's, like, heavy emphasis on technological advancement, like I mentioned. Um, yeah, and then... Yeah, the, I you know, I honestly, I haven't seen much of Full Metal Alchemist, but in my humble opinion, would place it as a fantasy. No, so I, I disagree with the futuristic aspect because that's just where we see it. Because they had to get to that point somehow. Like, Full Metal Alchemist is based on Germany. Like, blatant, blatant metaphor there. And has the very World War II technology outside of auto mail and alchemy and all that fun stuff but if you took the alchemy and fast forwarded it a hundred years to where we are today and they use alchemy as the basis of everything could be futuristic sci-fi like you wanted just they weren't there at the time it was taking place i think full metal alchemist is a fantasy because they use magic it just explains based on a scientific principle not magic Okay, alchemy may be considered a science, but it's also, like, magical and fantastical in its own right. I mean, pieces of alchemy are, like, using turning materials into other materials and seeking out immortality and all this other crazy bullshit. So just because they use, like, what is it, Newton's Law of Conservation... Like, just because they utilize, like, exchanging equal mass for mass doesn't necessarily make it, like, sci-fi to me. I think another thing to consider also is that the the existence of the seven deadly sins in Full Metal Alchemist, like, that, those are inherently, like, like, fantasy, like, characters or beings in most stories, right? So, like, that, again, is just another... Another case in point of how this, for me at least, it I'm I'm leaning more towards fantasy, but I, I'm not all the way there. That's it has aspects of both. A naming thing, you can make the argument that it has aspects of both for sure, especially with near the ending with the whole God thing, pretty much, or the universe as they are called or call themselves or whatever you want to look into in that. But I think just because they were named and created after that doesn't necessarily mean that it's inherently fantastical pretty much because they were man-made, literally, homunculus, man-made beings, man-made 
artificial. And the the search for immortality goes on no matter your technology, like medicine and, you know, in like Doctor Who, they, I just remember this weird one where a person was just a skin flap with a mouth, like, because they were quote unquote used technology to lengthen their lifespan indefinitely. That's, that's very sci-fi, like artificially extending your life can still fall under sci-fi. The search for immortality can still be under sci-fi. But there's like a magic to it. Like there's a kid's spirit in a body suit of armor. Like that's not very sciencey to me. Yeah. Like the use of like like the blood scribe or whatever, like get like and all that stuff when it comes to Alphonse, like that that doesn't there's no real scientific backing to that. It's mostly, it's it's mostly just magic. I think I'm gonna rest this case on that. It's a sci-fi in a slightly more fantastical world where they believe like souls are definite, tangible things in that world. So you can't make the argument that it's set in a more fantastical world than ours, and that's fine. I think overall it's still a sci-fi. And with that, I'm going to move on to the bigger argument, which Sam is going to come with my throat for, in that SAO is a sci-fi with fantastical elements. No. And I'll, I'll let him have his case first. And no. I'll okay. This is talk about okay. <laughs> no, okay. The only aspect of SAO that I could even begin to acknowledge that this is a sci-fi is the fact that it's based in a video game that's it it's an rpg there's you know xp build uh, you know gaining and all that stuff like sure kind of that's the only technological aspect to this entire show however this video game is based in a fantasy world <laughs> and it is and it is a world that is real to them because the whole point of the game is that if you die in the game, you die in real life. So they are what? living what? as if that is their real life. They're living still a simulation. Is it, they are living in a fantasy are, world in their minds? Sam, I just want to in say their that. minds. Like there okay. is, there is. Episode I don't know one. How start, they put on an atmosphere. Whatever. Piece of technology. Sci-fi. Futuristic. Kaniki. It's set in like 2040. Or something around those lines. Futuristic. Tech. Put on their head. Link start. Video game. It's virtual reality. From the get-go. Virtual reality. Is it in a fantasy world? Yes. But they use video game logic. They use HP bars. It's not like oh, Overlord. Shit. It's okay. not like Overlord. He, he might where... be getting me. He might be getting me. <laughs> by wait, that, wait, let me finish. By, by not, that logic is S. <laughs> it's not like Overlord where the HP par- bars go away, but they still have their skills and whatnot. It's not like pretty much any other Isekai video game where. The essence is that they still have the real bodies in a real world, 
in a very scientifically advanced world, and just their minds are being linked to this computer. That's simulating for them in a fantasy world. And then in Gungale, it's simulating a more classic sci-fi world. Gungale is the only one I'll give to you. That is a full, true sci-fi because it's put into a sci-fi video game. But then you remember... The video game doesn't matter. The fact that it's a video game. That's it. I feel like that. I feel like when it's it comes to. Well. well, no, 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 no. I feel like it when it comes to Einkrat, it absolutely, it absolutely matters because you basically forget that it's a video game after episode one. You, because they have, no, you because they have to treat it. Yes, you do. Because you have to treat it like it is real life because they True. will die. It is their experience. They're experiencing. A fantasy world. Not a fantasy people oh. game, a fantasy world. I'm going back the other way. I'm going back. Fantasy world. But guess what they have to do? Guess what? They put ingredients in a pot, touch it with a stick, suddenly everything's cooked. Poof. And that's linked to your skill in cooking. If you, know you don't have that and, skill and, and, in and cooking, I would give you, you and I would do the give same you, steps and get shit. And I would give you all of the video game aspects if Kirito didn't exist because he breaks every single fucking one of them. Anything he wants to do, it's just his fucking willpower. We're, we're not talking about the flaws of the characterization <laughs> of plot armor. <laughs> because he's the main character and we follow him the whole story. If there's something he wants to do, he just fucking does it. Fuck the video game logic. Fuck anything that's scientific. It's just... He wants it done, it gets Technically, done. His, it's explained in video game logic, like when the assassins try to beat him up and his health bar doesn't go down, he's just regenerating faster than they can go. No, 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 no. I'm not talking you, about that. You don't I'm not see that. About, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking with <laughs> his interaction with Kayaba. That's straight cap. Alright? Because his HP bar went to zero and then fucking negative, basically. And this man comes back as a ghost? No. Video game, my fucking ass. At that point, the video game had turned into a real fantasy world, and this man literally came back from the dead. Damn. Sam got my ass. <laughs> End of the season, what happens? They wake up in their body. Right, well, real not world, all of real body. Well, yeah, not <laughs> not all, <laughs> not all of them. But that's also another point. What happened to Asuna? Her mind was still in a video game, and it was linked to a different game through a computer. Look, you have not a not not some soul thing, just a computer. You have a strong argument for outside of the Einkrad arc. I will hold on to the Einkrad arc is fantasy. No. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, oh, how so can you hard. say no? They're literally fairies. <laughs> no, that's not Einkrad. That's fairies. Oh wait, that's the the next one. Never mind. I got. That's the next one. Yeah. Which even that one too. There's fairies. There's orcs. There's elves. It is literally but the picture even definition more in of the fantasy world. Even more in Alphine, you see the interplay between the out-of-game and in-game. 
because a lot more happens out of game in that one and continually on throughout that. And if you watch the movie, um, it's about augmented reality, which is even more so. So what if we what if we say this five because five. because Sao is indeed an isekai. Oh, right? oh, 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 oh. wait, the Yui sub arc. What does she fucking do? She hacks the system. What are you okay, gonna say he that? He has a point. <laughs> she goes in the system, makes herself an item in the game, makes herself an item, deletes a boss using hacking. He has is that is that is that the silence of a winning argument I hear? <laughs> Just give him like ten seconds. <laughs> He'll come out swanging. <laughs> I'm I, I need him. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I've watched the Iron Cred arc. But I'm pretty sure, if I'm not mistaken, Yui pulled out some fucking bullshit that was not hacking. Fucking bullshit of. Hacking no. the mainframe, like the um, what's it called? The programmer's menu, pretty much. It's the master switch, pretty much. She hacked into the code no, you, of the I, world. Didn't, yeah, but didn't Yui get fucking deleted and then just somehow he, he got transferred into an item? Her her data, quote unquote, transferred into an item. I'm not saying like sci-fi. You know, sci-fi. Can this really happen? Probably not. But transferring into an item, which Kirito then took to Alfheim, in which she could be restored to a fairy form. And then later in the series, well, she, if that's Kirito well, if that's creates, if she's, if she's transferred, tech. okay. So let's say, so so her soul is transferred to an item. You're telling me that's never happened. Well, in a fantasy she's an world. AI. She's an <laughs> AI. So you'd have to argue that AIs have souls. And are we going to get into that argument right now? Uh, we can, and you well, can say they do. What they, about Shield well? Hero? <laughs> Shield Hero? That's not. That's a fantasy. That's Straight a up. fantasy. That's a fantasy. That's an isekai. Okay. So we're on the same page. <laughs> what do you mean? You just said that's an isekai. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so is Sao. Sao is. Is it? Well, I wouldn't really call. You know, you can make an argument. It is, but. It, it, it's still a sci-fi. Well, well, Sao is one. Wait, what are we, are we now <laughs> making? Are you now trying to make tell me the argument that Sao is not an isekai? Like, I mean, I was saying I can accept it's an isekai. Hold on, I can accept it's an isekai. But it's still a sci-fi. I'm I'm saying it's an isekai because I had to think about it because I never considered it as an isekai. How technically it is. If let me, you let go me, by the bare definition of entering it, other worlds, let, virtual let me, let me put, or not. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Okay? The world outside of the Aincrad arc, so the real life. Yes. Sci-fi. World inside Aincrad. Fantasy. It's fantasy-based, it's a, yes. It's a, it's a mix. I'm saying the show is sci-fi. And I'm telling you that the... And I'm telling you that the Aincrad arc, which is solely focused on Aincrad and not really at all about the outside world, is a fantasy arc. 
No, because the main premise is that they will die in the quote-unquote real world, and so the world is but never that's... real. So they never go or there. The it's sci-fi. If the world, <laughs> it's it's all about context. All right, from the context of someone outside the game, it is sci-fi, right? Because it is a video game. But for someone inside the game, like that is their real life. They were in that game for two years. That is a part of their real life. But Those they always out of that say game have real memories, in the game. real trauma. They're in the game. Yes, real memories, real trauma, real everything in the game. They always say that throughout the show. It's like, we got to escape this game. We got to beat this game. Who's going to beat this game? Who's going to get to level 100? It's a you game. You have the main the thing. You still, you still haven't completed the argument against Yui. And until that, well, the it's whole thing. Well, you never, you never completed the whole argument with Kirito's bullshit. Like this man just straight up. Plot armor. That's that's writing. Physics. That's writing. That's not genre. Because <laughs> by the rules He's, of the world, yes, he should have died. He fucking, he fucking <laughs> giggles. He's like, hee <laughs> <laughs> Because this is fun for me, especially because I think I'm winning. Because oh, I'm having no. a great time. No one is disputing the Yui, and I think that's my winning trump card. <laughs> no, Yui hacking the mainframe definitely is a sci-fi aspect, but for it's the sci-fi premise, but for the most you can part, it's a it, fantasy is still, it is still fantasy. It's a sci-fi? No, no, the whole show is sci-fi. Edge. I don't know how you can say the whole show is sci-fi. Damn, let's take a vote. <laughs> All right, Flora. People. Flora, what's your vote? Me? Yeah. Good. Um, fuck. So, like, when I first watched SAO, I always did think of it as a fantasy, not a sci-fi. Um, so, even now, I still, I still think of it. As a fantasy. I'm sorry, Phantom. Shit! Well, <laughs> oh, if you only watched the first season as no, well. No, I watched up to Gun Gale. To think Gun, that. Whatever it's called. <laughs> I, yeah, I watched all the way and up I've to And I've only the seen gun. four episodes! <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> when, when, when did I stop? I stopped in the middle of like Gun Gale. It got like uncomfortable for me and a little boring. I was like, I'm not watching. Yeah, this that's fair. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a fantastic. I probably watched yeah. more of it than I really should have. But yeah, I mean, I watched the station, so don't feel bad. <laughs> but also, I don't know if it was like the same experience as y'all. But when I got into Sao back when I was like 13, it was advertised to me as a fantasy not a sci-fi so i just think of it as a fantasy because that's just how it was given to me like advertisement wise think for yourself flora no <laughs> no yes like take the arguments i say take the arguments sam said and like and i see i see both of your arguments and they're both i see like valid parts out of both of them but i just personally perceive it as fantasy why that's my opinion 
because you said it's because of the advertising and I'm asking for content. Give me content. Like I can respect an opinion. Like I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to dissuade Sam and that's fine, but I need something besides because it was advertised. Dang. <laughs> it's time for you to put your thinking cap on. Yes. <laughs> 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 Can't you just accept my opinion? <laughs> no. <laughs> Otherwise, we're going to go out to Kaniki and ask her why. Because she was bouncing <sighs> between us. And she's been taken in the arguments. Yeah, I can tell that Flora's been sitting there not listening. <laughs> I have been listening. Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> then literally just repeat something that Sa- Sam said during the argument. And you're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. there, there you go there you go <laughs> like... okay okay so one of the reasons why I think it's fantasy is you know as Sam said throughout the anime we see it as them living through this fantasy world and they're experiencing this world whether it's in their head or not yeah That's the base argument, but okay. Kaniki. Hey, you know what? Good enough for me. I've only seen Fuck four you, episodes. That's true. Like, it's hard to take either of your points seriously. So maybe we should just ask the listeners. <laughs> the losers. Okay. Ugh. Ask hey. those fucking losers. Losers, let us know what you think. You know what? Can it, let's, let's go ahead. Let's put a poll. Let's put on a poll. Twitter. If you can do that on Twitter and TikTok. Yes. I don't know how to put a poll on TikTok, but I can do it on Twitter, and it's going to get no engagement because it never uh, does. We, we can, we can, no, uh, I can, I can, we, we can figure it out. We can figure Is, it out. What's it and called? Can we put it on the website? Can we put a do poll? Do people on even website? go on our website? Well, if they have a strong enough opinion, they can go on. I work really hard on that website, and nobody <laughs> appreciates it. I appreciate it. We we appreciate you, Kaniki. God damn it. I'm on there every day. <laughs> okay. One 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 last thing uh about SAO. Phantom, just quick question. Have you watched any of Alicization? I have not. Honestly. Oh. Like, I should, and I know I should, just because I've gotten so far in everything else. I even watched that Asuna arc with the cancer girl. And that's about where I died off, honestly. God, okay. For, first off, yes, you should watch Elf have a video because game. it's peak SAO. Yes, I heard that, and um, I saw the quality of animation just... Yes. Uh, but two, that one is actually a true 100% fantasy through and through because there from are characters what I've seen from that I believe it like I believe yeah, it Yeah because well well it's it's true because there's characters that like are born in that world and have only lived in that world so it is a fantasy world to them regardless of whether it's a game because they're AI then you said you they were AI, and then you shot yourself in the foot. You had me go, and I'm like, okay. No, 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 no. The fact that they're AI. They're AI. they're AI. But they have souls. No, no, they have souls. That's the whole They can process emotions. They, they literally are trying but to create... But isn't that the peak sci-fi of creating souls? What? No! Souls. No! no! 
Phantom, creating there's no science for creating souls. Like there's that's no, your whole yeah. Yeah, like that's not that no, can't that's create not science. human life through science. AI. That is what that is completely. That's the wrong. argument of AI. Like, is there souls? Do they have souls? No, because like, no, no, it's no, no, technology. No, 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 no. Okay. Oh wait, Kaniki. No, because it's technology. No. Did I hear that one? Kaniki. AI Say is trying again? to recreate an AI a has soul. A soul. If an AI has a soul in a show, it's fantasy. Is it canon that it's like a soul soul or just processing emotions? Because those are two different things. I just played Horizon, Horizon Zero Dawn. It. Yeah. DLC, no, 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 they're no, like, no, I no, can no, process no, emotions, God. I'm an AI. No, 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 they, they are literally creating souls. Like, I'd they, have to they, watch this. Like, they try, they try to explain the science behind it, but that's bullshit. That's if sci-fi. No, bullshit science is sci-fi. Science oh. fiction. Bullshit no, no. science. Oh Everywhere. my god. What? We both had incredible <laughs> arguments. <laughs> But shut the fuck up now. <laughs> it's time for me to go to bed. Alright, close this out. Whatever. Oh, fucks. Fuckers. Well, that's it for today's episode. Go ahead and follow the podcast. Like, comment, share, and follow us on TikTok, Instagram, at Loser Cartoons Podcast, and on Twitter, at Loser Cartoons with a Z to stay updated, as well as check out our Anchor homepage and our website. Later, losers. You guys are out of control, literally.